I was at the Days Gone preview of it, and he was like, "I'll oh, get us a photo," and I couldn't. Um, so then I was like, I was like, oh, you know, I managed to sneak one in. He goes, oh, cool, send it to me. And I was in the bathroom, so I just took a photo of the toilet. Welcome to the Well Played DLC podcast, the official podcast of www.well-play.com.au. I'm joined by Ash. Yo. And Jordan. I return. How you going, guys? Uh, Pretty good. Um, I've been better, to be honest. I've been sick for a very long time, and I'm coming to you live from my flooded uh, basement. Actually, that's uh, fitting in two ways. Uh, One, Karen is sick this week, which is why it's only a tricycle that we're riding tonight. And uh, talking of flooding, we'll get into that a bit later with the sinking city. Oh, segues. <laughs> Beautiful segues. Thank you. Nothing. I flooded my basement just for that segue. <laughs> <laughs> that's such a cool commitment. Yeah, so, uh, that's, that's how committed I am. Let's talk about the flooding. How, how, how did your house flood? Uh, so my, I live in a beautiful two-story house that I treasure I adore it, and uh, downstairs is my area where I do my uh, my nefarious deeds. It's also the home of the hot water cylinder that was uh, quite old. In fact, uh, I checked it the other day. Somebody was nice enough to write the date on the side of it, and it was installed in 1998. So nice. We got 21 years out of it before it popped its top and started dropping its load all over the water, all over the floor. So. Um, yeah, my wife was apparently walking through the carpeted area of downstairs before she started sloshing as she walked. Yeah. So, yeah, it's been is fantastic. It much damage? Uh, oh, we were really, really lucky that it only sort of got into the carpet and every direction that it stopped flowing was just short of something it could have really damaged. So, like, it didn't reach power cords. It didn't reach, like, furniture. It's just a soggy carpet. It also got into our garage, but our garage is, like, full of stuff we don't care about. So, you know, it probably prompted us to throw, throw a bunch of stuff away that we should have thrown away a long time ago. So, you know, thanks for that. It was just more the case of I would have rather it didn't happen. Yeah, well, of course. I mean, how much is a new hot water cylinder? I got like. Uh, I'll tell you this: uh, getting it installed and all the rest of it, you're looking at about twelve hundred bucks. So. Oh, that's actually it's it's, che- it's cheaper than what I thought. I didn't really know. Yeah, it is cheaper than what I thought, but it's also money I would have rather not have to spend oh, on a hot water definitely. cylinder. But yeah. Yeah, you, you could save up a bit more than that, and then buy an RTX twenty eighty Ti and regret your purchase. Absolutely, and then I could use that to heat the water in my house. <laughs> yeah. Exactly, it would have been perfectly fine. All right, so what have we been playing this week, this past week? Uh, I've been, I have been playing Bloodstained Ritual of the Night. Oh, how is it? I've been looking it's, forward to that for so long, and really it fell off good. my radar. It's really good. So the game starts off a bit slow, just because it, you know, it kind of needs to teach you everything so you can get into the rhythm of things. But oh, yeah. once it starts like uh, understanding that you're familiar with the mechanics, it starts trying to add to it. Then it kind of kicks it into high gear and it gets really, really good. Um, oh, nice. My only kind of frustration with it is to get the only proper ending for the game, uh, you kind of have to be a completionist, which is just a bit whack. You've got to like, finish the entire game without getting hit while holding no, your breath, no, it's not sitting like on that. a bed it's of like, nails. No, okay. I, I got stuck for about an hour and a half 
trying to figure out where to go next for a certain progression point. And it turned oh. out I needed to get a certain item in a certain portion of the map that I couldn't visit previously. And just this, like, basically, in terms of the map size, is basically a pixel. Um, <laughs> Great. And, you know, at no point does it indicate that you should do this. It kind of just goes, leads you to your own devices. So I had to just go, I'm just going to experiment with this new mechanic and see what it does. And then I found an, uh, an item and then it goes, oh, this makes you impervious to this thing. I was like, well, I guess that's how I get through. But it, it's Great. just, yeah, it did, doesn't communicate that all that well, which is kind of frustrating. But outside of that, it's pretty good. My only other criticism would be it's kind of easy. Like the, really? yeah, yeah. I haven't really found myself stuck in any bosses. There's the first real boss uh, after you get out of the tutorial area, and that can be a bit of a tough one. But outside of that, you're not really. It's been kind what of. What platform smooth did you get it on? Because I know it's on pretty much everything, and uh, I think originally it was slated to come out on the PS Vita. Yeah, they cancelled that like last year or something. Surprising um, nobody. So we were given a review code for the PS4. Uh, oh, yeah? and nice. it, it runs fairly well, though there is a boss in one of the final areas that, for whatever reason, just tanks your frames to like 20 frames a second. I wonder how that works on the Switch version then. Oh, I've been hearing reports that the Switch version is very bad. Oh dear, that's this... it's probably the ported PS Vita version that got cancelled. <laughs> is this but this it, is yeah. the game that um is like the Castlevania not yeah not rip off but like the spiritual it, successor it, yeah, or something like spiritual the, successor. the spiritual successors yeah. like from one of the the creative minds that like made those games okay. yeah, yeah what cool. they are i've still got um what's the one of the what's the castlevania game on ps3 towards the end of the generation well like the you like the third person one or yeah so um anyway oh, that's a good question i've, still I've been wanting it. to play that one as well but i can't remember it I've still and i own it. it as well and it's sealed still from when i bought it from jb no, well, uh, Does that I mean that's in your mine, backlog? So. Uh, Lord that's of Shadow? My... Yeah, that's the one. Yeah, that's in my backlog. Is that a good game? I actually really wanted to play it. Uh, honestly, I don't know. Um, that's why I, I bought it. I never really uh, got into the Castlevania games when I was younger just because I didn't really have the means to play them or always wanted to, but I love the Metroidvania genre. Like Some of my favorite games are Metroidvanias or, in essence, Metroidvanias. So it's, you know... It's been a series that I've wanted to get into, and I think when right. I find some time, I'll you, definitely You can't call yourself bullet. a fan until you've played through Simon's Quest and then summarily been reported for self-harm. <laughs> that I, game I've, is terribly, yeah. terribly difficult. I actually just saw an article today that was like, in defense of Simon's Quest. So I was like... Oh, of course it's going to start coming out. Now that Mitchell <laughs> yeah. the Night's finally out, it's like, hey, and by the way, the terrible one wasn't that bad, says <laughs> the one person who's been sitting on that for years. So, Ash... How about yourself? What have I been playing? What have you yeah, been playing? Me. Can, can I take oh. a guess what you've been playing? Uh, we'll take take a stab. Go for it. Uh, Throw it out you've there. been playing a beta build of Wanking Simulator. Yeah, oh. you got it. You've absolutely got it. That's all I dream about. It's the and VR realize... version. <laughs> You're like, this aren't even VR goggles, Ash. These are just sunglasses that you've painted over. I'm like, yeah, <laughs> but it's so immersive. Either way, wanking aside, um, the DLC for Mortal Kombat 11 has started to release. So uh, the first fighter of the combat pack has been released, and it's our old mate uh, Shang Tsung. Um, I feel really bad for sort of half-trashing on Mortal Kombat 11 in my review, because in retrospect, the devs have done everything to make it a really, really good game, and it's it's absolutely probably my favourite game this year. But more on that later. More on that later. But more um, yeah, that. so... 
old Shangy Shangy Sungi, or the Shazza as I call him, um, has been released. Uh, it's it's actually really cool. Is what they've done is they've actually got the actor who played Shang Sung in like the 1998 um, film, <laughs> or might have been 95, the 95 film, is actually voicing and they're using his likeness for the character in this game. So they're, like they're fully embracing that really schlocky film that they did so many years ago. And the dude's a gun. It, there's like some really awesome lines in there, and he's he like as a fighter is really fun and interesting because you know his whole shtick is that he turns into other people by morphing into them and stealing their soul. But the dude's voice lines are awesome. He's actually really funny, like in a in a sort of he's a threatening granddad kind of way. And this uh, the the DLC is free, yeah? No, it is not. No. Uh, okay. So the. I was about to say, the big thing with the Mortal Kombat games is that when they release them, they sort of, in lieu of a season pass, they do a thing called a combat pack, which is a nice way of saying, look, if you pay for us now, you're going to get the next X characters just added to the game when they come out. And um, a cool thing that this, I don't know if they did this for Mortal Kombat X, but for Mortal Kombat 11, if you pre-purchase the combat pack, you actually get a short period of advance access to the character. So I could play him for like four days early, I think, before he actually became available as separate DLC, so... I've had a bit of fun with that. The other cool thing they do is they actually do provide an option for um, people who haven't purchased the character to play him um, by doing like a challenge tower, which is like a sort of online arcade mode. And uh, it means that anyone can give him a go. Like you don't have to buy him immediately. You can just give him a go, see if you like him. And then if you don't move on, it's all good. Very cool. Hmm. Old Shangy bro. Shangy the Sung, as he were. What's his uh, fatality like? Uh, his fatality, because he is a sorcerer and a master of souls, what he actually does is he flicks a soul like a booger into the chest of his enemy, breaking their ribs apart. They seem to be in a bit of pain, and then suddenly some arms sprout from their midsection, and then a second set of arms sprout from their midsection. The arms grab the hole in the chest and rip them apart, revealing the boss of Mortal Kombat 2. So basically, he summons a Pokemon inside you, and it breaks out. So Ridley Scott's going to sue them. Yeah, well, it's, it's been done before. Well, actually, yeah. Actually, let's wasn't be clear. The Alien in Mortal Kombat? Alien was in Mortal Kombat X, so yeah. you know, it's <laughs> not much to sue, really. I wonder if they just copied the animation from that and going, "How do we reappropriate this?" Well, I mean, it's basically a chestburster that's effectively Marchamp from Pokemon. So, you know, <laughs> it's, it's it's like literally my little brother went, "Wait, is that Marchamp?" I was like, "Uh, basically, I guess it is a forearm <laughs> muscular dude." So yeah, let's go with that. Is uh, that all you've been playing? I've been playing the hell out of it. I've actually also started replaying through Borderlands 2 with the release of that free DLC that they offered recently. Um, like, I'm part of the people that aren't going to be playing Borderlands 3 when it comes out just because, you know, I'm not in a rush to play it. But the free DLC they released for Borderlands 2 to sort of bridge the gap between Borderlands 2 and 3, it's, for a free DLC, it's actually really robust. There's a whole lot going on. I was expecting some really phoned-in garbage, but this is top-quality garbage. I'm enjoying it. Is Randy in the game? Uh, Randy himself. I have yet to be attacked by, like, a Twitter bird that just, like, cluster shits in my face, so I don't think that Randy Pitchford's in the game. I'm pretty sure I mm -hmm. read somewhere that there was, like, a really cheap jab at David Eddy. I was about to say that. that I have not run into it yet, but apparently there is a cheap shot at the voice act of a claptrap somewhere after Mm. the big drama with that. I haven't actually encountered it yet, but now that I'm aware of it, I'm like on my the edge of my seat trying to find out where it is because you know just i love drama when it doesn't involve me but the only thing i love more than drama is just really petty stupid drama so if there's actually like a jab in there from him i'm just wondering if like randy was saying hey guys working on the dlc can you like air out some dirty laundry for me please yeah he sucks 
but it's just it's very unprofessional though. Yeah, I know that's, that that's weird. People but, not knowing who Randy Pitchford are uh, is, and then suddenly the people explain, "Oh no, no, he's the president of the company," and they're like, "What? Then why does he talk yeah. like a schoolchild?" Because he's probably got the brain of one. Um, anyway, <laughs> we'll move on. Uh, oh, no, okay. Yeah, so I guess to me then we'll kick off. What you been playing? I've been Zach? playing a couple things. I played. I've got a, a review code for Aetherborn. Uh, I'm not sure if any oh, of you remember. I have seen this. that. Yeah, yeah that's so, the really pretty one, isn't it? Yeah. So Kieran and I backed it. It was on Fig, which is like a Kickstarter type um, crowdfunding Fig. program. Yeah, Fig. It, it's where. I was going to say, what's what? the gimmick of Fig? Because every different crowdfunding platform has some special thing that makes them great. It's the game that Kieran... Uh, Psychonauts. That's where that's... Uh, oh, okay. That's where that's also crowdfunded. It's something to do with... Oh, I vaguely can remember, but it's something to do with... It allows investors to get involved in your game or, or something like that. Or to have a... Yeah, I'd have to double check into it. Okay. Uh, but yeah, so B, I got... That was... That just made its funding goal uh, last year sometime and hmm. I've played the first three levels a couple times when I did the preview uh, and I now have access yeah, to the review build which the game comes out on July the 18th and the embargo is pretty much then it's, I think it's yep. July 17th or 16th I've so it's played... Etherborn I thought it was Etherborn oh maybe whatever I, I that, that's just me being an unlearned yeah. scrub so you know I could be it could be I, I just pronounce it Etherborn so I, I pronounce it um, Thomas the Tank Engine, so, you know, I've got no issues. <laughs> yeah, I, I can't say much about that, but I played a level that I hadn't uh, yet played before in like because the preview build only had access to the first four or three, four or three levels. Hmm. Um, and I played, yeah, I played the one I hadn't experienced before. And so if you don't know what uh, Aether, Aetherborn is, it, it's a gravity-shifting puzzle game where you play as like this little sentient being and, yeah, you're trying to find out why you exist in this tree of life. Uh, it's like these it's, really, it's really pretty environments too. Yeah, it's very, very bright and it's beautiful and the soundtrack is also lovely. I'm actually playing it in Spanish as well. So when I got the first preview, I they didn't have they didn't have English subtitles. Ah, uh, sorry, uh, voiceovers. So a soy also Etherborn, which is probably not even Spanish, but you know. <laughs> uh, Can I just uh, say, as someone who speaks it, that pronunciation made me want to vomit. <laughs> <laughs> um, I mean, is it is it subtly telling you like how to speak Spanish from you having no, no, no. So it's, it's no? just it, it's just one of those things. Yeah. So like my first experience with it was in Spanish, and then when I played another build uh, a couple months ago, they actually had English voiceovers, and I was like, oh, it's, it. I don't know, for some reason it just felt... Was it jarring? You had to go back to the Spanish? No, no. I yeah, I was just like, oh, I, 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 can't, I kind of want to play it because the devs are Spanish. Uh-huh. So I kind of want to play it in Spanish. So I am. Uh, yeah, and I got up to um, an admission. So not admission, a level where, yeah, I've not yet faced before. And it took me like two and a half hours to solve. It is fucking hard. Was it because there was a like, puzzle and the clues were in Spanish and you didn't understand it? It was like something really are, basic. Like there are no text-based. There's no text in, involved. It's all about uh, changing your gravity and you know your. Uh, I don't know how what what the right word is off the top of my head, but you know you got to change, like polarity the level. or something. 
Yeah, is so it, you, is you it so you choose like, like a direction and you can you go in that direction? Okay. Yeah, and then, I have played yeah. a game similar to that a long time ago, or like a really basic uh, pixelated one. So yeah, so it's, it's, it's a familiar concept. I'll I'll talk more about it next month, but uh, yeah, I've been playing that. I also finished up the Sinking City, which releases well now. If you've got the Necromon edition now being tuesday the 25th of uh, june for those mm. listening at home or uh, the actual re- release date is the 27th of june for all the plebs that didn't buy the didn't pay extra for the you know for the, for the early access so i mean how was it what is there a spoiler alert like does the city indeed sink or the city is indeed sunk oh well, there you go now nobody even has to bother about buying it. it's already been revealed yeah so i mean well i'm pretty sure that your house was a spoiler for that Correct. Yeah. So you've ruined the game for everybody. Yeah, well, well, I've lived it. I was playing the VR edition where I was sloshing around <laughs> in my feet for all wet. You, you were playing the escape room version. <laughs> the escape room a- adaptation of The Singing City. Uh, yeah, so we spoke about it briefly last week because uh, I, I had access to the preview build, which was actually the, re- the review build, but don't, uh, don't tell anybody. Um <laughs> Yeah, I think you I, just told people. I liked it. I do. I quite liked it. So by the time this podcast comes out, the review embargo would have lifted. It's in. It's actually Wednesday morning at two a.m. Uh, yeah, I finished my review today, and I did quite enjoy it. It's so for those that didn't listen last week. What kind of supporters are you? But if you didn't, um, <laughs> the game <coughs> is set. It's it's a Lovecrafting game. It's made by Frogwares, who made the Sherlock Holmes games. And it's very much a, a, a Sherlock game set in a lot in a Lovecraftian universe. That's pretty much the uh, very simple version of it. It does expand on the mechanics in the Sherlock home games a little bit, and the world is a lot bigger, and there's a lot, lot more to it than yeah than the Sherlock games. But essentially, you play as a private investigator who has come to the city of Oakmont, uh, fictional by the way to investigate uh, a mass hysteria that has broken out after a devastating flood um, sort of consumed this city of Oakmont and now half the city is submerged and half it is not but it's yeah like it's if you've ever if you know anything about Lovecraft and his works or his the adaptations you know the world's in disrepair and you know everyone's depressed and it's just you know it's a grim grim affair so basically, yeah, your job is to find the source of the madness, and you're also going mad yourself. Trying to so, pronounce words that just don't have too many, oh, sorry, too few vowels in them. <laughs> and yeah, and basically that's pretty much it. So you go around and you solve uh, cases, and the good thing about this game is it's there's very little hand holding. Like that's one of their big things is oh, that okay. they don't there are there's three different difficulties there's well, let's just say they're easy normal and and hard um and each as you go if you go on easy there's minimal so even if you play on easy the game still won't tell you what you have to do it'll give you little subtle hints on what you do so for example uh for some of the clues that you need to find you have to go and research through the uh all different things so you'll you might have to go research through police records or you might have to go search through uh, medical records like the hospital oh. or the city town halls you know historical so records you've got to get in there and do some real digging to figure out what's yeah going so on. there'll See, be a little sounds like a proper investigative game then yeah in your case book there'll be a little icon like a book for example which means that this 
uh, clue that you have to solve or you know uh, to move forward you need to go look at at archives so that's that that's and that's on the easiest setting which is the normal setting uh that is all it says so if you can't figure out the next part you know then you're you're stuck because there's no way for you to but you figure uh, out the next bit it means you're a shit detective pretty much um there's only a couple times i got stuck for a little bit but mostly yeah like mostly I, I was pretty switched on but i can definitely see i think a few people maybe getting a bit stuck there was one guy on um because i posted my preview to reddit mm-hmm. and there was one guy like messaging me almost non-stop at some point being like where do i go next like how do i do this part <laughs> like where's this um but he, you know he was he was nice but yeah, there's a couple of things that, uh, that are a bit the gaming the gaming journal life. We don't get groupies. We just get people desperate for like extra info that they're missing. He was apparently a YouTuber, so oh really? It, it'll be interesting <laughs> to see what his uh, gameplay video is like. He's like, got gameplay, we'll just pay attention to the with you. Yeah. So, and on the hardest difficulty, oh, actually, sorry, b- before we do that. So when you're on this uh, lower difficulty. When you sort of, when you find all the evidence that you need to find in a particular location, the game will tell you. It'll just say all evidence collected, so you know sort of to move on and that, and that sort of stuff. Oh, yeah. When you play on the on the hardest difficulty, there are no like uh, tips whatsoever. So mm-hmm. it doesn't even tell you that you found all the evidence in a certain location. You've just got to basically figure it all out for yourself, uh, which I would have played on had I not been reviewing it. But I kind of was a bit time. Oh for. yeah, that's a, that's the journo life though. Is that if you, you yeah. want to do it on the like the hard difficulties, but you know you have time constraints and you really don't <laughs> want to waste time eating shit for lack of a better term. Pretty much. I mean, I accidentally did Sekiro on hard because there's a <laughs> there was a thing you could pick up that ended up making you take like twice as much damage against the bosses or something, <laughs> and I accidentally picked it up and didn't realise. <laughs> Great. I don't think, yeah, I think I've, I've reviewed a couple of games on hard, but sort of games like this where I'm like, where I'm more time poor, where it's like, oh, I've got to be conscious of how long this is actually going to take me. Because yeah, like, I sort of didn't play it for the first almost two weeks that I had the game. I was busy doing other stuff, and I should have probably played it a bit a bit earlier. Um, it's all right. You were just yeah, scared so, of fighting out you're a shit detective. It's, yeah. And I was scared of that. I was scared of being, you know, maybe I would have had to have found someone on Reddit to ask for help. <laughs> but yeah, the, if you if you're into Lovecraft games and all that sort of setting, it 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 nails the setting and the atmosphere. It does. It's awesome. Like in terms of, I I like I played Call of Cthulhu, uh, the one from Focus Home and Cyanide, which came out last year. Uh, and that was an interesting that, title. Yeah, that did a, it had that did flaws. a pretty good. That did a pretty good job of uh, having the atmosphere, but I, I feel like the Sinking City does a, a better job at having that atmosphere because everything, it's just, it's so bleak and dreary and everything is wet and sodden and just, yeah. And, and you know, and there's there's quite a few throwbacks to Lovecraft's works as well. So uh, I don't know if any of you guys have read them at all. No, Dreams um, and Dreads. Or if people have read them, but uh, so one of the books is about a place called Innsmouth, and there are people in the game from from Innsmouth. They're called Innsmouthers, you know. Wow, um, very inventive. They're like fish-like characters. Yeah, and the interesting thing about a lot of these different uh, races or species or whatever you want to call them is, so Lovecraft's works 
if you're aware, is he's he was actually quite a racist person. Oh yeah. Uh, so they like they touch on a lot of that in the like in the game, which is good because you know they don't. So when you like, when when you boot the game up, it actually says you know a lot <laughs> Just, of. <laughs> did you say? I do like that you hesitate, which is good <laughs> well, well hang on so in the context so they basically when you when you boot the game up is it says that this you know lovecraft's works or lovecraft was you know, his stuff is known for being kind of racist now mm-hmm. um and rather than pretend they didn't you know that wasn't a thing we've included them to kind of oh know, yeah make it's, it it's, yeah it's like the warning that starts on like warner brother dvds it says hey um the the Cartoons you're about to see are really racist and terrible, but I mean we're not going to censor it because that's just pretending it never happens. But yeah. it did, so you know. Mm. But yeah, like the stories are like quite quite cool, and I, I was it probably pushes on about thirty maybe thirty five hours. I played it for. Good lord! And that's with like all the side quests because there's side quests and stuff like that. That's a hefty chunk of change. Yeah, and it, but it, it's very different to. And I was speaking to somebody the other night. Um, it's very different to was like Days YouTuber? Gone. Where Days Gone kind of felt like it just wouldn't die. <laughs> um, it, like Days Gone is like the video game equivalent of that fly boss from Resident Evil Six, where you just it just keeps coming back nonstop. And you're like, I've it's killed funny. you. Which you can relive on the Switch soon. Oh god, I was gonna say, but it, like, it's funny that a game is... like Days Gone that focuses a motorcycle is so good at spinning its wheels. But the Sinking City never sort of feels like it overstays its welcome. It always. Like I was always quite keen to see like where the the story was going. The only uh, in terms of uh, Jordan will probably be interested in this, but uh, in terms of performance, the PC one is pretty good. Uh, it does have that classic Eastern European jank. Um, jank. <laughs> a lot of Did games have jank. a lot of games that I love. You know, need to have for it to be Zach approved. Um, but in terms of yeah, like the frame rate sort of chugs a bit when. There's a lot happening on screen, uh, but the PC version is, I wouldn't say it's fucked, but there's like a lot of... <laughs> I I have heard that the PS4 version is full of screen tearing. Yeah, there's heaps Ooh. of screen tearing and it chugs pretty hard, like in terms of frame rate drops and stuff. Yeah, it, d- it definitely chugs pretty hard. And I don't know, this is probably, because uh, I played mostly on the, on the PC version. Well, I played the whole game on the PC version and I've only sort of toyed with the, the PS4 version um i found there's no hdr either and it doesn't appear there's mm. any um like uh pro enhancements or stuff like that i found it very dark i don't know if that was more just my tv slash monitor whatever the settings on on that but i had to basically boost the gamma because it was there were parts of it where you just like, like i couldn't see it was like it was at at night and it was and i've never had that happen before with any pc game that i've played so do you not get a torch you do get a torch but this was like literally i couldn't see like what was going on like like where i was going it was when i was sort of so so because half the city is covered by water you have to boat to some areas so not yep. not all areas you can get by foot and there were some areas that when you were uh boating to wherever you had to go it was just i couldn't say it was it was like driving the body titanic mate i could have hit anything um <laughs> so um and yeah in terms of rpg elements there's skills that you can upgrade um with knowledge points uh xp and that, and that sort of stuff there's no level cap uh, which i actually didn't t- didn't touch on in the review i actually i forgot oh, no but there's no but there's no level cap on the missions so if you simply want to 
just through the you know the golden path the critical path you can do that without you know you don't have to go off and you know this level sorry this case requires you to be level 15 or whatever the only other probably not i wouldn't say it's a down point but it's definitely something it was a little bit disappointing is you have to there there's a lot of moral choices that you have to make in the game like like the game throws you up with a lot of uh, choices to make so there was one instance where i could either i think there were three options but the two main options were i could either frame somebody for a crime or i could go murder this person's mother jesus at their their request that's your options either frame a dude or Um, go kill their mom see where you do both in exchange for um, information that I needed or whatever I had to do. Because a lot of times, like, things aren't, like, you know, shit's not, like, not free. So if you want someone to do something for you, you have to do something for them. You know, you scratch mine, you know, I'll kill your mother. You scratch my back, I'll Um, kill your mum. Okay. um, But, yeah, so you could actually, if you wanted to, you could do both. So there 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 are other times where you could actually... Do... Okay, I'm not gonna lie. I'm sold already. I'm gonna just... do both in every scenario. Um, <laughs> I'm sure there's like a rich narrative there, but you've just told me that I can either frame a dude or murder his mum or do both. And well, there, well, there is actually. I think there's another another pathway you, you can take. I'm just I'm just trying to remember. I can't remember how many exactly, Paragon yeah. points do you lose from doing that? <laughs> well, yeah. Um, and there, yeah, like there was another one towards the end where you could, yeah, you know, you can either kill this person or kill this person, or you can just kill them both. So, yeah, you, you have a lot of these choices that you got to make and you're like, oh, fuck, like, you know, I don't want to kill this mother. You know, she hasn't she's done nothing wrong. And the reason why you want to kill the mother, sort of a spoiler alert, so if you, if you don't want to know, this is a, a minor, very, very minor That, or story. if you're just a fan of, like, you know, nice old ladies, you can always stop listening now. Well, basically, the guy wants you well, to murder... Well, that's why we're interested in Watchdog. <laughs> yeah, the guy wants you to murder his mother because he wants... Because he, his mother's cashed up, so he wants the, he he wants wants the money. money. So... You know, um, <laughs> you sound quite agreeable. Is this where you murder the mother, and then when you go to tell the guy it was the nearest, then you you hold him up and you go give me your money? <laughs> I didn't actually. Just so we were all clear, I didn't murder the mother. Ah, good. Okay. I framed the bloke. You're a good boy. Suck it. You're a good lad. Um, <laughs> you murdered the bloke, <laughs> and then and no, then wormed so, your way into the mother's will. Yeah. So you have these choices, and you you, you feel like like there are there were a couple of choices where I was like fuck like I don't I don't know what to do. Um, but then, so, and the game has multiple endings, right? Mm. Which makes you think that your sort of choices that you're making will matter, will affect the ending. Having seen the ending, the choices that you make during the game don't matter shit. Like, they don't matter at all. Because the ending in itself is a choice. So when you get to the ending, there are three ways you can go. You know, there's three paths. You either go down path one, two, or three, and that's your ending. So the game's the game hasn't decided the ending for you based on your choices. You get to the ending and have to make the choice, which was kind of annoying because it, it kind of felt like that all that all those, you know, those tough times I was going through, you know, were sort of it didn't really, you know, it didn't matter in the end. Also, all the endings, never mind. Actually, I, I won't spoil that. But no, it's definitely cool. If you love, it's a very Lovecraftian ending as well. With bonus uh, mother murder, if you wish. Yeah. <laughs> Brilliant. Anyway, we'll move on because we're sort of uh, I'm sort of going on and on. I think my score I haven't actually scored the review entirely yet. I think I'm going to give it an eight out of ten. So we'll see if that 
is still the case. Oh, brilliant. More than playable. Yeah. Are I... you going to go kill the mother to see if it goes higher or lower? Or... <laughs> yeah, does the old lady murder go on the pros list or the cons list? <laughs> uh, not sure. Read the review to find out. <laughs> It's on both. Maybe, maybe it's on both. <laughs> Pros, you get to kill a mother. Cons, I had to kill a mother. There you go. All right. We'll jump into our main discussion topic for the week, which is going to be, sorry, excuse me, our our half-year goatees. Ooh, half goatees. The, the, half goatees. The, is it, well, well I mean, so, if it happens, if it's half the year, this means it's twice, twice in a year, so that means it's a, it's a biannual goatee. <laughs> anyway, so we will discuss. Yeah, I guess the the games that we've played so far that will make up our all that are currently leading our I guess game of the year and you know should, uh, should we take surprising. guesses at other people's so, goaties? So what? take guesses at each other's goaties. So what? Like we need to figure yeah. out what game's been shaking your bacon for the first six months of 2019. We can do that. Yeah, so the reason why I, I want to do this here at the end of the financial year is so that come the end of the year, if anything has changed. Oh, okay. Clever. That's fair enough. So we'll start with... We won't go game of the years just yet. We'll start with... Let's go... Should we go worst game of the year? We'll go... Yeah. Most most disappointing so far. Who wants to um, kick it Are off? Are going to stab guesses at that too? Uh... Well, you guys can stab each other because I haven't actually thought of mine yet. <laughs> oh, really? <laughs> we just get to take stabs and just figure it out. We, I mean, yeah, we can have a stab if you want. Oh, right, yeah, go. Well, somebody somebody stab me. Let's start with a stab my way. Okay, oh. I have a feeling your most disappointing might be the same as your <laughs> most played, which would be NK11 because... That game gave you a lot of frustrations at first. You, I mean, you're not wrong. I mean, as far as... I mean, it's kind of an interesting one. If I was to list it that way, I'd say, yeah, the most disappointing game I played this year was Mortal Kombat 11. That's only because it came out the gate with, like, a punch to the groin. But at the same time, it improved a lot more. For me, the actual game that's bummed me out this year is actually Dauntless, to be honest. Yeah, I can I can see that. Yeah. Uh, it falls flat, especially compared to Monster Hunter, in a lot of regards. Th- there are some yeah. things it does better, but, like, even little things like how... You're on an island where it's just a monster yeah. you're hunting. It's just so boring. It's, it's, it, it lacks that kind of interactive environmental thing that Monster, Monster Hunter yeah. World had. I still I said I said this years ago. Well, maybe not years, but months ago. Back when I first saw Dauntless getting shown off. My big note was, I said, in a world where Monster Hunter World isn't A, in development, and B, coming out very soon on every single platform you can imagine, Dauntless had every right to rule the roost, but they missed the boat. They really missed the boat, yeah. especially because, you know, Dauntless was Monster Hunter on PC, and then we did until after. <laughs> Monster, Monster Hunter, Hunter World, World not on only PC. came out on PC, but then they fixed Monster Hunter World to be a really good PC port. Exactly. So, yeah, and it, it's just, and I can't ignore the microtransaction stuff in it is just on the verging on exceptionally obnoxious, and, like, just, it bums me out. I, I wanted to like it. I wanted to play it. It turned me off it. I think that's pretty clear-cut a disappointing game. It, it's funny, though, because I'd say Monster Hunter World has some of the best, like, uh, monetization and microtransactions in the industry, because it's so easy to forget yeah. that they're there. Yeah, and, and then when you see them, you're not turned off by them. You go, oh, yeah, I, I could buy that, I guess. I don't really care. Yeah. I'm, I'm happy to do that. Ah, oh, what a bummer. What a bummer. Jordan? Uh, I'm going to have a guess and say yours is <laughs> You guys can have a guess. Ugh. Yours is Anthem, I reckon. Ash, what's your guess? 
my guess. Uh, well, I mean, if you if you got into it, I mean, I personally disqualified Anthem because I don't consider it a game. I consider it an experiment. But uh, <laughs> you, <laughs> I would you, say, you consider sure. a meme made by EA. Yeah, it's 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 a living meme. That's what it is. But yeah, let's let's say that you were disappointed by Anthem. Uh see, it's close. Oh, actually, I don't know. See, I want to toss that up between Kingdom Hearts three and Anthem. Because not Kingdom saying Kingdom Hearts 3, 3 was so. bad, but Kingdom Hearts 3 was very messy. Uh, and that's right. kind of what made it disappointing. You'd think they would have learned something over the bajillion years that they've been releasing the bajillion games. The 20-odd years. But I guess that's, to its credit, it's as consistent as it's going to be by being messy. Um, whereas so Anthem it's consistently has, messy. Yeah, it's consistently messy. Whereas Anthem is, I was kind of expecting it to be shit because... We were hearing nothing and seeing nothing, and then all of a sudden there was a demo that was shit. Um, and then, yeah. Uh, yeah, actually, I'll, I'll probably still just go Anthem, because, mm. man, that, that was just... Oh, how did... Oh, my God. I'm having PTSD just thinking about it. Have you have you seen some of the feedback from the community where people... Like, there's people literally making threads on Reddit that say, hey, can we just agree that Anthem is dead? <laughs> And somebody pointed out, they're like, you know, in the last seven days, more people have watched SpongeBob SquarePants Battle for Bikini Bottom on Twitch than people have watched Reddit, uh, watched <laughs> Anthem. <laughs> Which, I mean, I do like the idea that that's the metric for whether a game is a pathetic failure. <laughs> do people like SpongeBob more or less than this game? But uh, as somebody who deliberately went out of his way to spend no more than $30 on Anthem, I felt like I got $30 worth of fun out of it. But for the people I was that... actually considering buying it at like 19 yeah. bucks. Well, it wasn't available for 19 bucks at the time I was looking for it, but I'd definitely buy it for $19. I would buy it for my oh, friends at $19 and be I'm a horrible friend. It, See, the thing with Anthem is, starting out, it's not too bad, but once you get to about the halfway point, then it just starts to, like, get really, really bad. You mean, like, the part where it says, Now, to continue the game, do all this meaningless garbage. Yeah, pretty much We're padding. On, we are padding right oh. now. And it's the, right. it's padding, and they don't even try to hide it. Yeah, legit. It's like, go and open 30 chests in the main world. It's like, how is this a narrative experience? This feels so video gamey. And like, do not question the game. Go do the thing. All right. Let's move on from Anthem, because we're going we're gonna to talk about Anthem a bit later in the news. Forever. <laughs> what... Does anyone have an idea what mine is? I don't reckon you've... Unless you've looked, looked on the website, I don't reckon you've got any idea what mine is. Uh, oh. Troll and I, too, not getting in ours, disappointed you greatly. Definitely. 100%. Day's gone. Ooh, there you go. No. 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 I'm about no. to say, like, if you're going to quantify being disappointed, did you have to first be excited for the thing that you're Zach talking about? Zach was so keen for Day's Gone. Oh, I wouldn't say I was so keen, but I was I, I was keen. Mate, was mate, keen. you were so keen when you got... You got so cut when I sent you a photo of a toilet saying that was Day's Gone. <laughs> I don't know if I got so cut. <laughs> you were pretty cut. <laughs> <laughs> of a toilet seat? Yeah, it was in the... Uh... <laughs> oh my lord. I was, I was at the Days Gone preview event and he was like, I'll oh, get us a photo and I couldn't. Um, so then I was like, I was like, oh, you know, I managed to sneak one in. He goes, oh, cool, send it to me. And I was in the bathroom, so I just took a photo of the toilet. <laughs> <laughs> had, you, had you just taken a anyway. big photo? <laughs> Let's actually talk about what my actual disappointment is please be days gone please sinking city so if you had to work if you had to if, if it had to be given uh to my worst reviewed game there's mm. a couple probably one of them i would say is my most disappointing the other one was 
Probably to be expected. I gave Spike Volleyball a 2 out of 10. Oh. Um, Were you excited for Spike also, Volleyball though? No. no, no, no. And I think, <laughs> no. But I, I do think my review tag for that is actually quite good. Like now I'm looking back at the review. <laughs> the tagline is court violation, which I think is quite, quite That's good. That's pretty clever. Oh, yeah. game, right. game sucked. Yeah. Uh, so my, my most disappointing one would be a game called Sun. Which is S dot O dot N. It stands oh. for South of Nowhere. I remember mm, doing heard that because I did a couple like articles for you about that, like didn't a, I? It's like it's like a first person horror game, and it looked very, very, very cool. But it just, God, it sucked. It sucked. <laughs> I gave it a two out of ten. I think even that was generous too. Did you say court violation for that one too? <laughs> no, I, I, no, no. My tagline was "Damn son." <laughs> um, okay, that's pretty good. Yeah, no, it's just absolutely, it sucked. It just wasn't good. And and then I remember there was a bunch of stuff that they actually cut from the game. And the way that it read was like... We took all the good stuff out. Well, no, it was just like, oh, this isn't working. Seeb's fixing it. We're just going to cut it out. Like, like that's how it sort of read. And it was just not good. It wasn't scary. It just it just wasn't good. So Sun would be my most disappointing for the moment. I'm not going to lie, I forgot that game existed. Well, there you go. Ultimate forgettable like game. And if you and later on, if anyone's listening and all this, if they're still listening and haven't turned it on off after I waffled about the Sinking City, go to the developer's website, which is Red G Studios, and read the bios of the developers. They literally read like frat house boys. <laughs> anyway, moving on. Let's go. Most surprising. Most surprising game. Hmm. Release this year. All right. Well, how about we'll do it in reverse order. Uh, tell me this, Zach. What surprised you this year? I would say Plague Tale Innocence mm. was my most. It, it, this is actually. Yeah. Yeah, I, I have to that. sit between. Oh, yeah. I, I'm still deciding if this is going to be my goatee or not. At the moment, it's probably not. But yeah, I I love that game. I thought it was very very good. So and yeah, I love single player story driven games like that. And you know the setting was right down my alley and i loved everything about it i gave it a nine out of ten for those the scene at home the only downside was the ai was a bit stupid mm. yeah you did i remember you mentioned that but how about you mr ash mr me games that surprised me this year um well obviously i haven't played a lot of games this year but as far as things that are sort of rocking my world um I'm actually quite pleased with how uh, Crash Team Racing is reviewing at the moment. I've only played it very briefly. Uh, I do not own the game. I'm just lucky that a friend of mine does. And, uh, yeah, I'm actually really happy to see that they've managed to capture everything that made it good. Like, I mean, it's not that I wasn't expecting it to be good. I'm just surprised how good it is. Like, I think it was one of those things where it was very easy to screw it up and it was very easy to get right at the same time. Yeah. Like, I was, I was a little bit concerned that, obviously, like, the, the Crash Bandicoot sort of, uh, I guess, the remaster came out and sort of glitzed us. And I was really keen to see how that turned out. And that was really good. And then they went, oh, by the way, we're doing the racing one as well. And I was like, oh, has that been in the oven long enough? Or are you just doing it because you can? But, no, fantastic, fun little game. It really does capture what, I mean, obviously Mario Kart's in a good spot nowadays, but it sort of captures the chaos that was, like, you know, car racing games back on the PS1. So, really keen on that one. Really happy for it. Cool. Jordan? I'm actually going to say The Division 2 because, man, mm. I hated The Division 1. Yeah. I hated that game so much. Like, whenever my friends would say, hey, do you want to play this? I would dread them saying that because I hated that game so much. 
and I kind of wasn't expecting. <laughs> really? Yeah, it's. Yeah, I mean, I was. I hate just sitting. Hey, and... Jordan, you want to play the Division One? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I hated just sitting in a corner shooting at one dude, only for him to recover all his health in half a second, so he restart. That's actually that's a really. <laughs> yeah, um, but no, the Division Two took me by surprise. I was expecting it to be better, but to the degree in which it had improved from its predecessor was what took me by surprise. I got so hooked on that game. But, uh, so, it took you by surprise, it hooked you, but as someone who has not played it, is it a political game? Because they made a big deal out of saying it's I not mean, a political is game. is it really hard to... Oh, no, it would be really hard to have a Tom Clancy game not be political. <laughs> That's exactly how I felt about it. I was like, when they said it's not, I was like, what? Yeah, it's okay. Uh, if you, you know, say so, and, you know, Watchdog Legions in you know a post-Brexit world isn't going to be political either. <laughs> but yeah, no, I was I was quite surprised game. with the Division Two. I don't really see myself playing it that regularly anymore. But that's not to say it's a bad game. It's just you know, it, it's just not something not yeah. something that I can see myself playing over and over again. You know, if... I think that's mostly just an issue with games of that nature that are sort of ongoing. Is that you can yeah. develop fatigue. Yeah. And it's also just, yep. you know, if I want a repetitious game like that, I'll choose a game where I enjoy the gameplay a little more. Not say that Division 2's gameplay is bad, it's very tight. It's just, you know, I prefer the nature of mm. Warframe or Destiny 2. Oh, yeah. Fair enough. Yeah. <clears throat> the Division 2 All is right. a... I've got it, and I've not really played much since, I think, last time we spoke about it. But, yeah, I've, I definitely want to get into it when I've got time. Just remember, it's not political. Not a political game. Good, because I don't like politics in my game. <laughs> All right, goatees. Games of the year. I, I, I want to take a stab at yours, Zach. Well, I reckon... Well done. <laughs> that is correct. Smashed it. I reckon it's yours as well. No, it's up there. Damn it. It's up there. I would actually... You know, I'd put it in second place. I'll put it as a runner-up, because it is fucking fantastic. Um... But it's definitely not my game of the year. And I know what I, I know what Ashes is. Oh yeah? Yeah. Oh yeah? yeah. What is it then, huh? Come on. <laughs> Hit me with the best shot. I reckon your you know? game of the year is Generation Zero. Yeah, no, you got it. No, actually you're wrong. It's it's observation from no code <laughs> on, on PlayStation Four. Which exactly. admittedly uh, observation is I did very very much enjoy it. It's not my game of the year though, but that's only because I'm a pathetic loser. So uh, Let me... let's let's go with the game that's taken up all of my time. Yes, it is. It's Mortal Kombat 11 because uh, yeah, that those fiendish people at NetherRealm Studios managed to fix all the problems and uh, hook me in ways I've never been hooked. Would you say that the speed at which they fixed it is what got you hooked? I think it's kind of an interesting one. Obviously, the issues that they had, everyone was sort of reading into it in different ways and going, oh, it's so predatory and yada yada yada, but. The more I've sort of seen how they handled it, it does actually feel like it was a fuck-up on their part that they have genuinely fixed and have apologised for. And I think some of that honesty is what has really turned me onto the game. Like, I enjoy its systems, but now I feel like the people who worked on it, even though there was, like, that whole... Their contract workers probably got treated terribly, but apparently they're going to fix that as well. The game feels like it's a passionately... It's a passion project made by people who cared. Yeah, I, I And I you can, can also that. disembowel people. I can see that. Yeah. I actually haven't seen too much negative press about the game after that whole initial debacle where they fixed it admittedly very quickly. Perhaps yep. suspiciously quickly, but, you know, that's a 
Yeah, that, I know. That, that's I was a debate for another day. Well. <laughs> uh, yeah, but um, it's it's also stayed on top of sales charts for like what three months? Yeah, it's, it's it, been out it, for like three months now. Say. It's actually broken records. It's the highest selling title across multiple consoles in like ten years. Yeah, that's good. So it's Which, good to see. It's a good accomplishment. Yeah, like, good for them. George, you guys gonna take a get uh, a stab at mine? Take a stab. Yeah. Uh, was it Observation from developer Noco? Oh, that's close, but really far off. All right, um... so it was definitely Days Gone. <laughs> what have you played this year? Come on, Zach, channel it. You can figure it out. <laughs> it's not going to be Warframe, is it? No, it's not Warframe. Oh, it was a good stab, though. It was a good start. No, I do love I wasn't sure if it was going to be like one of those trick questions where it's game is it's been just it's been out for, for ages. I, I would I I would qualify Warframe because I constantly come out with new stuff, but no, it's not Warframe. Oh, okay, all right, George, what made you tighten the jaws? Sekiro. Yeah, okay. Oh, of course. How the f- <laughs> I feel, I feel <laughs> I'm silly disappointed that in well, you two. Yeah. How could the FromSoft fan not choose the FromSoft game? As the game of the year, but even outside of me being a FromSoft, even outside of me being a FromSoft fan, the game is just—it's so good. I we even spoke about it earlier. (laughs) Uh, It's just ah, I was—I'm still blown away at how tight the design for that game is, the atmosphere, uh, just the way it teaches you how to play, and it teaches you in a very brutal but fair manner about what you're brutal doing but fair yeah from software in general <laughs> that it was there was only one point where i was like okay this design's a bit average and that was with a boss called the demon of hatred because that's basically a bloodborne boss in a game that isn't designed like bloodborne so it doesn't fit very well oh, but okay. outside of that everything else is just oh, beautiful and the art you know technical performances yeah um the combat the combat is so good the challenge is tell me rough. jordan when yep. the giant white ape stood back up what did your face look like i was horrified because have you seen like the online yeah, videos uh, yeah. people have of like yeah. compilations of how people react to that yeah um when i first Amazing. encountered that i was like I can't wait to see videos of people's reactions for this because chances are they're going to be like me and have one like one or two heals left and that's it. But they have to go through another phase of the fight without realizing. And it's terrifying because he's holding his head. Yep. You think cutting off a dude's head will be enough, but uh, you obviously need to pay more attention to From Software games. <laughs> Pretty much. Obviously. But yeah, no, it's it's really good. I, uh, I'm constantly debating whether I want to buy it on PC just to play it again. It could be prettier. It could be prettier and it could run nicer. But mm-hmm. yeah. And then you can mod it because I've also seen people modding the Yeah, game. I could mod it. Um, but You could put Thomas the Tank Engine in <laughs> I could. I've seen it happen. Yeah. I mean, we've had this debate before. I've put Thomas the Tank Engine in everything. As I learned, I've actually seen... Arch-tempered Nurkagante in Monster Hunter with Thomas oh, the Tank dear. Engine on it. <laughs> uh, oh, let's just so say fitting. I failed that fight in about two minutes. <laughs> Because you were too busy laughing to like... No, because I couldn't see his limbs. So I was getting hit from things I couldn't see and instantly <laughs> dying. <laughs> so it was extra hard mode. Yeah. Thomas if they made a mod where you could play as the guy from Lords of the Fallen in Sekiro, I'd play it. I will talk to my friends who make mods and I'll get it going for you. Make it so. Who do you reckon would win in a fight? 
the guy from Lords of the Fallen. Oh, Actually, Stegen. if there was a battle royale with all the FromSoft clones and the FromSoft games, who would be the last man? Who would be the last fighter standing? The guy from the Surge, Lords of the Fallen guy. Uh oh. Okay, so the the deck thirteen guys would just die immediately. Um, Harsh. Well, I mean, when you consider the fact that. Uh, the FromSoft guys have literal giant arrows the size of, like, tank shells. It's kind of understandable. Um, but, Valid point. Uh, oh, it's a tough one, because they're all... Oh, that's that's tough, because Dark Souls guys have, like, big armor, so when they get hit, they don't feel it. But the Bloodborne dude is super oh, fast. Oh, right. Didn't need, didn't need everyone's last story, mate, to, <laughs> like, to, like, to the question. All right. Um, the Head person... Who would win? The answer is Lords of the Fallen Guy. <laughs> Thank you for joining our podcast. We'll see you next time. The Lords of the Fallen cast. What a great cast that would be. <laughs> All right. Let's move on to some news. We'll start with some news that wasn't added on our sheet, but I meant to add this week. EA has been in the news for all the wrong reasons lately. When aren't they? Again. How is that different from any other week? Yeah, I know, right? So... Uh, the, uh, earlier, uh, sorry, late or last week, uh, Andrew Wilson, the CEO of EA, came out. Uh, he had an interview with uh, Ga- uh, GameDaily.biz and basically said that uh, Anthem is not working very well. <laughs> but he said that they will stick by um, Bioware and the game. So, Jordan, you've probably read this, yeah? No, I kind of ignore Anthem. Sure. <laughs> he so pretends it doesn't exist. Yeah, so basically he... I did have a flick through it. And, uh, Andrew Wilson, yeah, was chatting to the guy, and he said that they... Hang on, let me, let me find the quote for you so I can read it. Uh, Andrew Wilson acknowledged that Anthem was a, di- was a disappointment, but said that the game is compelling enough at its core that Bioware and AI are going to stick with it. And he believes it, can be, it still can be made into something special and something great. We brought together. I'm looking forward to that happening. We brought together these two groups of players who were making this emotional value calculation on two different vectors. One was traditional Bioware story-driven content, and the other was this action-adventure type content. About the 30 to 40 hour mark, they really had to come together and start working in on the Elder game. At that point, everyone kind of went, "Aha! Oh, hang on a minute. Now the calculation is off." So basically, after playing the game for thirty to forty hours, they like realized that this kind of sucks. <laughs> but imagine, imagine putting that much time into anything to realize, wait a minute, this is shit. Yeah, the 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 promise was we can play together, and that's not working very well. Uh, yeah, and he goes on to say that they they wouldn't if they didn't think that there was any future in the game, or if they hadn't publicly committed to the game, which I think he says as well, or, or something to that ilk. That they wouldn't keep investing in it, um, but yeah, it's it's just another javelin to the heart of. Uh, I see Anthem. what you did there. Thanks, mate. Yeah, I mean, as someone who's played it, Jordan, do you think? Sorry, let me. Re- how long do you think EA will continue to support it for? Ah, oh, uh, depends on how dumb they are. And going off of recent history, <laughs> they could support it indefinitely. <laughs> um, but. I think the next six months will be really telling of how it goes because within that time, they would have had enough time to actually fix the loot problems. They might get the servers working properly at some point. 
the game might run properly. Uh, you know, they might actually have contents there because the end game was just garbage. Um, but it, every time I think about something like that, it kind of brings back a question. At this late in a culture of gaming where live service games are very much a norm and shared world shooters and shared world looter shooters are very much a norm, with all the errors that Anthem has made, which is pretty much the exact same errors that were made at the start of this cycle, does it deserve the second chance like all the other games have gotten? Because it's made the mistakes it knows not to make. The question though is like, do you think it can? Because obviously you got Destiny, which is, which seems to be doing quite well, and they've announced a sort of semi free to play. Yeah, they even announced um, uh, the other day that they got plans for days. Yeah, um, yeah you got the Division Two. Yeah. I mean, uh, it, it, it's it's a tough anybody... one. There will always be sympathisers, even just looking at people who like, got upset when you call for like seventy six crap because it's it's fun with friends. Um, <laughs> So there will always be people that will flock back to it and there will definitely be a selection of people who own the game that will go back to it because they own it, not because of what, not because what's being put out is compelling. It's just because, you know, it's not necessarily compelling, it's just new. So they go, well, I have the game, I may as well try it out. Um, and so it's, it's really tough. If they're constant blunders with the game or anything to go by i don't think it can recover because from what i've been constantly reading it's every update breaks as many things as it fixes and then like if you look at the patch notes they're very unsure of themselves they're like oh this update should fix this it might do this they're not even sure what the updates are doing which i think is just not necessarily bioware's fault it's more just ea going oh everyone has to use frostbite Ugh. Because you know, licensing and that game was worst. on was de- was developed on. Oh, of course, it was. That's a yeah. stupid question. Yeah. Yep. Um, yes. I already need to answer that. Sorry. Um, all right, let's move on to some other EA news. And this one's this this one's quite the uh, this one's, quite the hoot. Yeah, it's quite. This is the meme at the yeah, moment, isn't I mean, it? It came as a, so, it came as a good surprise. I don't actually know how it came about because I, don't, I still don't actually know like what okay so what happened, happened was i can't remember who, uh so the vp of legal and government affairs was uh tied to a loot box bill in the united states senate and they were pretty much right. being asked a few questions yeah. and carrie hopkins i believe her name is said yeah. uh mm-hmm. that when questioned about loot boxes they go oh we don't look at them as like a gambling thing they're surprise mechanics and they're quite ethical Yep. Which has not gone down well across the internet, no, as one would expect. I mean, at its core, it sounds like they're trying to rebrand loot boxes into something that's it, a lot more fun. It, it sounds almost sounds like mm. how uh, Ubisoft rebranded games as a service to live services, except they're a lot but more like, inept like, in the Ubi way they're doing suck, it. Though. So, I mean, Ubi do have like. Fifty hundred thousand different versions of a game come out. Yes, they do. And yeah. it's like it's like here's the... your gold deluxe Prometheus delicious Millennium. Eve's edition that gives you like twelve weeks early access and one skill point. And then fuck do I know the gold edition gets you season pass. You're like, well, I just paid three hundred dollars for this sweet version. Mm-hmm. There's no season pass. <laughs> yeah, it's here. great, isn't it? Should have bought, bought the gold edition, dickhead. But yeah. <laughs> 
So, anyway, love Ubisoft. Shout out to Ubisoft. Um, yeah, there's actually like video online of like the questioning as, as it happened and how they answered the questions. It's just, it's actually frustrating beyond like obviously EA representatives trying to say that loot boxes are technically surprise mechanics and they're quite ethical. It's also just the case that the people asking the questions are infuriatingly dense and don't really you know, understand. You know what, what it reminds me of? The whole are you say the, the Facebook debacle. Google thing? Yeah, the Facebook, oh, Facebook and Google thing. Well, yeah. yeah. Yes. Yes, absolutely. There was a part within it because the. The uh, interesting thing when it came to, uh, obviously, the questions being asked of um, the EA representative, there was also people representing Epic Games to talk about Fortnite. And so it means that there was questions being asked towards them. One of the questions, uh, as I have it transcribed, is one of the congressmen said... Uh, is this how do you... EA thing? Uh, th- this, is, this is from the same, this is from the same, uh, the same hearing. Yeah. <laughs> how do you disable... Um, how do you dis- disable text messages in Fortnite? The Fortnite representative says, do you mean text chat? There is no text chat in Fortnite. The guy replies, no. How do you how do you disable text messaging in Fortnite? <laughs> <laughs> like, um, okay, yeah. that reminds me of the one from like the Google one. Have you guys seen that? And the guy asked him, how do I stop like, or how do I do something like on like my iPhone? And the guy, and the guy from Google uh, was like, well, you'd have to ask Apple that because uh, that's my yes, budget. Uh, I think you had to do with like location services or something. Yeah. Oh. Yeah, well, yeah, no, no, because that was the question. Like, um, what was the question on that? Oh, does Google track me? Yeah, and he's like, well, it depends on what services you've opted in. He's like, no, well, no, it's actually a yes or no answer. And the guy's like, well, well, that one, that one reminded me of uh, the Facebook one where they're like, to, uh, they're like to Zuckerberg, no. they're like, oh, so if I use WhatsApp, are you guys reading my messages and you know doing things to target me with that? We don't look in WhatsApp. Yeah, but are you reading it? We don't look in WhatsApp, but are you looking at it? <laughs> um, yeah, yeah, and there's oh, uh, yeah, and in like both of them, there was always something where like one of the senators was like, "I don't believe you." And you're like, "Okay, okay, fair enough." <laughs> yeah, it's a very, very awkward situation. The hearing itself went for hours, and like the fact that it's been shared publicly is really interesting. If you want to, if you really, really want to sit down and watch it, go for it. But just it's worth seeing some of the compilations because it just shows you how out of touch these people are. The people who are supposed to be on your side have no idea what questions to ask. The people that they're questioning are baffling them with bullshit. Like, that's the only way to describe it. Oh, mate, that is corporate spin to the absolute max. <laughs> they are surprise mechanics, <laughs> and they are quite ethical. I, th- I think my favourite part, though, is obviously it is brought up that, um, you know, countries like Belgium have obviously cracked down on the microtransactions, the loot boxes. They're starting to say that they're gambling. The EA representative said very clearly... We do not agree with Belgium's decision. No. With Belgium's decision, yeah, they lit- <laughs> but it's like didn't they try you don't to get to get, do that. Didn't they try to get the uh, Belgian populace to try do a vote or something to revoke that. But like, it's like you get done for murder and you get sentenced, and you're like, I don't agree with that. There nah. is no proof that my no. actions are what killed her. She just died of because yeah, because <laughs> when she's talking about um, the Belgium stuff, or this is regarding the FIFA thing. Uh, the quote here is the packs, the surprise. That's fun for people. She said, "Yeah, <laughs> they like earning the packs, opening the packs, building the teams, trading the teams." Yeah, I'm sure people love spending thousands of dollars on ultimate team you, packs. You know what? Just to get you the know same, what's a fun like, surprise? Players. Reaching into my pocket and finding fifty bucks. Not reaching into my pocket and seeing my wallet's missing because little Johnny's stolen my my credit card to go buy fifty loot boxes. Friendly fraud. <laughs> <laughs> 
But yeah, it's ah uh, god, it's it's worth a read, and it's it's particularly good for like obviously the thing that I'm happy about is the fact that this stuff is now getting more spotlight. The fact that it's slowly bleeding into sort of I guess beyond the the front end of gamers and into like parents and guardians and all that are starting to see this stuff because it is sort of reaching mainstream news yeah, in some cases, is. and it means that it's hard to ignore. People are starting. Yeah, to and and the hope is that eventually someone who knows what questions to ask will be in that position to ask those questions. Yeah, well, I think that's where the next question is going to be going. Is obviously, if the people that are supposed to be regulating or at least working towards helping regulate this are asking these kind of questions and making it clear they don't know what's going on, where are the people who do know what the right questions are to ask and why aren't they in politics? No, no, I mean, the they do obvious. know what questions to ask. They're the ones saying they're surprise mechanics. Yeah, exactly. But this is like, everyone knows where it is. The people who have an idea on how, like, you know, nowadays how technology works and how, like, this kind of stuff affects people. They're in other jobs. Yeah, yeah they are. <laughs> Having a much... They're not in politics. They were smart enough to go away from it. Yeah, I just... I don't know. I, I'm not against loot boxes as a concept, but as the, but the way the EA uses them, I'm not a fan of. I just think that if they're going to call them surprise mechanics, I think every time you open, whether it's a, a pack for your ultimate team or whether it's a loot box, I just want a little sound bite to go, surprise! <laughs> and then when you, I want and then like when you get some, sports, um, that, And when you get like a legendary, it goes, thing. here's your sense of pride and accomplishment. <laughs> surprise! How ethical! <laughs> All right. That's what it's going to be from now on. Let's move on to, let's talk about Ape Escape rumors so Ooh. for those that don't know ape escape is a game that was on playstation 1 i believe i'm not sure if it's on ps2 if there was any sequels or not i think there is a sequel isn't there there's ape escape 2 i think so yeah but i think they're both on ps1 anyway it's been a game that a lot of uh, playstation fans are wanting to come back i know that kieran Kiron, KV, or whatever we'd call him, is very keen to see it come back. And he, uh, yeah, there was a, there's a Twitter account of, I don't actually know who it is. Um, yeah, and basically, it's a it's a tweet that essentially uh, teases a. Uh, it's like a jungle scape with like an ape peering yeah. out of it or something, isn't it? Yeah, so it's the it's the ape escape guy. Um, yeah, in a, in a picture, and the tweet apparently translates to 20 years since then, I've been running around a lot, uh, so I've been running around, but I wonder if there's anyone chasing me anymore. Uh, and a, uh, apparently it's a, <laughs> it's a tease of, or yeah, they're teasing a, a new um, ape escape, pretty much. What if it's not even a teaser? What if it's just actually a really depressing commentary on how people don't play old games? <laughs> <laughs> like, just to disappoint everybody. Well, I'm a fan. We'll we'll find out when another Twitter account registers, and there's going to be like a, a like a picture of like Banjo from Banjo Kazooie with a no, noose. Oh, right there'll, there'll be a there'll be a Porsche challenge. <laughs> yes, that's what I was about to say. There's someone who registers a a Porsche challenge Twitter account. Well, that's the big thing. Like, obviously, a lot of internet sleuths go digging on stuff. So this is apparently a new Twitter account, right? Yes. Right, and I mean the art itself is quite good. Looks pretty, pretty, pretty fish if you're gonna get down to it. But I mean, has anyone done an internet sleuthing and found out like who actually owns the Twitter account? Is it someone of reputable stance that actually has something to do with Ape Escape? Maybe or... the AI for the ape became sentient. Well, yes. that, that's what I was gonna say. Like, how do we know that this isn't like you know 
Little Timmy lives in Florida, hates Ava Skate. <laughs> what is it with us and picking on Jimmy and Timmy? Ah, well, that's just because he's got it in for us. That's how it works. <laughs> but, I mean, I love a good viral teaser as much as the next boy, but I'm also very much aware that there's a lot of very, very creative people that are great at breaking hearts and ruining Do you remember nowadays, so. that guy that had so, that fake account down for Fallout 4? No, but I'm going to read about yeah, that now. No, that like sounds this, fantastic. This guy so built this entire website. Uh, and it was basically, he was like, I reckon they're making Fallout 4, so I'm going to build this countdown to force them to announce Fallout 4. <laughs> oh, yes, I remember that, yeah. <laughs> um, but the reason oh, why this, wow. this this tweet is... Looks a fish. Uh, yeah, or, or has a bit more weight to it, is apparently the studio, uh, Sony Interactive Entertainment Japan Studio, uh, actually follows this account. Yeah, they it's only got some follow, clout then. They only follow 147 other accounts, all being official, um, you know, uh, people or like big games and studios and stuff like us. that. So yeah. I guess there's see, a little bit of... See, now there's a lot of weight to be placed on the followers of a Twitter account. I mean, for example, the uh, KFC Twitter account only follows uh, 11 different people named Herb or the Spice Girls. <laughs> That's, that's a true fact. There's, it has 11 followers and they're people named Herb and the Spice Girls. So there's 11, wow. 11 different herbs and spices. But um, that's that's actually a very valid factoid, Mr. Zach, that that actually gives it all the weight it needs. We don't have to worry about it being a bit of a troll because, I mean, I suppose that's also a bit of a spoiler. Where people would be ruminating about whether or not it's true, that mm. there's that there's sort of the confirmation you need. Short so you of an announcement, it, obviously. So you heard it here first. Basically, Apescape is going to come back. Now, Confirmed. is it going to be a new game or is it just going to be a remaster? Because, I mean, that's the interesting thing is that we're on the verge of whether or not things just get remade and reprittied. But, I mean, yeah. you said that the, the content of it was sort of saying, is anyone chasing me anymore? Yeah. It says, 20 years hmm. since then, I've been running around, but I wonder if there's anyone chasing me anymore. Yeah. So, I mean, could, could see a sequel. Let I wouldn't it, mind seeing a remake it's, sequel. It's actually written in, I think, well, it's it's written in Japanese and then translated, so. Yeah. So, it's very rough. Uh... But yeah, that's uh, that'll be a cool little announcement for people. We'll speed through some other quick news because we're getting we're starting to go a bit long again. Uh, what do you want to touch on, Jordan? Jordan? Uh, I guess we'll do what's up next. They got their GOG Galaxy 2.0 beta launch, which is pretty cool because if you might know, people are winching about having to have a million game clients. To have all the games installed, you have Uplay, Origin, Epic, Steam, uh, then you had the shitty Microsoft Store, which mm. I guess is now the Xbox beta client, uh, and then you have GOG and have all that stuff. Well, what GOG Galaxy 2.0 is, is basically just trying to unify all that into one launcher. I'm not entirely sure how it works. I'm hoping I get into the closed beta to give it a go, um, but it would be cool to see it all uh, brought into one platform. Um, it is CD Project Red, and GOG is actually a pretty good platform. Um, mm -hmm. even if they just sack like a dozen people. Um, but yeah, uh, it'd be really cool to see this uh be really successful. Um, yeah, there's not much else to say. I think it went live like today or yesterday. Yes. I have heard really good things about the GOG launch. Yeah, it is pretty good. Um, hmm. I only have it for The Witcher 2 because I got a free copy, but it only worked on there. <laughs> and then I played The Witcher 2 and I was like, nah. And so, 
you know, I just kind of have GOG sitting there. But yeah, the UI is good. It, I installed it back when the Steam UI was garbage. Now it's slightly less garbage. Um, <laughs> Only slightly. <laughs> but yeah, it, it'd be good to see it. Um, I think if there's anyone that would be able to do it, it'd probably be CD Projekt Red because they got their workers, you know, working 20 hours a day. Do they though? Oh, sorry, 19. Thank you very much. <laughs> um, <clears throat> all right, the other bit of news we've got here is Halo Reach is finally entering PC beta this week. Now, is, it, is that the Halo Reach game that, that came out Master... on Xbox 360 like yeah. ages ago? Uh, so it's part of the Master Chief Collection. They've yeah, actually announced that Halo Reach, the actual Xbox Halo Reach, well, arguably one of the best Halo games Hell released. Yeah. It was the last official Bungie game, yeah? Yeah, they made last Halo official Reach and they Halo were Bungie game. Yeah. Um, it, it's part of the, obviously, the Master Chief Collection coming to PC. The Master Chief Collection back in the day did not actually have Halo no, Reach. Master Chief Collection thing, launched so. with Halo Combat Evolved, Halo 2, Halo 3, and Halo 4. And then and after, the whole debacle, yeah, after the whole debacle of it being a piece of crap, they're like, we're sorry, if you play it before the end of the year, we'll give well, you ODST for free. <laughs> did you? Did, how, how much did you know about the whole it, it's crap debacle? Because it's actually hilarious Like when you get down to it. So it actually leads into the release of um, the Halo, the Master Chief Collection coming to PC, obviously with Reach being released first. And the fact that they've announced that the Master Chief Collection on PC is going to effectively be released in stages. They're actually going to release yep. each and, game and they said one after the other. They said it'll be completed before the end of the year. Correct. And wow. the reason that they're doing one game at a time is because when the Master Chief Collection came out originally, they released all the games at once as a collection. And all the games had their own unique problems and they had to fix them yep. all at once. So, it was an absolute rot. Yeah. Hence why th- that's that's where the whole, wow, the Halo Master Chief Collection was garbage thing came from. Because it was, for obvious reasons. Yeah. But, yeah. Um, Halo Reach coming to PC. They, yeah. They've done a lot of work on it. The Master Chief yep. Collection now is a lot better than it used to. You can, like, have Absolutely. specific games installed. If you just want Halo 2, you can have yep. just Halo 2. Um, mm-hmm. And I think when they started doing that, they started going, okay, yeah, we can actually bring this to PC now. Because it's a bit more modular in that sense. Um, I'm super excited about it. I just love yeah. the fact that they not only have they said that the Halo Master Chief Collection is coming to PC, they've pointed out it's going to be on the Xbox Marketplace. They've also pointed out it's coming to Steam. It is coming to Steam. It is and on. Halo yeah. Reach is an exceptionally good Halo game. It is. Uh, that, I that, would buy the Master Chief Collection just for it. Yeah, that, that's a hot topic of debate among the Halo community. You either love it or you hate it. Uh, I'm one of those people that loves it, but yeah, it's really good. I to personally see. really liked it. Yeah. What was it? What was the name of the mode where like it was just like a big sort of horde mode kind of thing? Was it Firefight? Firefight. Fight. Yeah. That originated that. in ODST. Brilliant. So yeah, I'm actually really keen for it coming to PC. Um, the thing I love about games like the Master Chief Collection coming to PC is that arguably it is older developed software coming to modern PCs. So you're on a good. There's a very good chance that your computer, like your modern sort of PC, is going to smash the specs. Well, and the really cool thing about the way they did the Master Chief Collection is if your computer can't run the new graphics for the uh, remade games, <laughs> you can go to, you the, can old go to the old ones. <laughs> mm-hmm. That was actually one of my favorite things about that is the fact you can push the button and swap between modern yeah. and old graphics on the fly, even yeah, in cutscenes. It's really cool. Um, but yeah, I'm super excited. Um, I'm so keen to play Reach. I miss Forge World. Yeah, I've actually got myself a... I need to find out more about this uh, beta that's coming to the PC then so I can be more interested yeah, in it. Yeah, you need to be a part of the Halo Insider program. The Halo Insider uh, program, okay. Uh, it's like a select number of people. I'm hoping I get selected because, you know, I'll be very happy. 
if I do, mm. and if I don't, I'll be very depressed, and I'll probably be all sad next week. Um, there you go. <laughs> so look forward to next week's podcast, where uh, Jordan will be quite sad. <laughs> yeah, it'll be awesome. They've even uh, customized so that you can actually like extend the FOV and everything. Um, uh, so proper PC quality of yeah, life. Proper PC then. quality That's of life. I have heard it does feel dated, but that is kind of what's to be expected. That's kind of the point. Yeah. yeah. I mean, if you play a remark, if you play a game that's actually faithful to its original release, it's going to feel dated because it is. Yeah. As opposed to say like Darksiders Three, which feels dated because it's it's just designed based off old design philosophies. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So I'm super keen. On the, I guess we'll use this as, as a bit of a segue into the. Um just the uh, off-topic stuff, but who has watched the Halo TV show? I forgot that I forgot there was one. Do you, do you mean the, the Spielberg one? Because there have been a million... Red, do you mean Red versus Blue? <laughs> no, I actually no, no, just no. finished one, watching that recently. <laughs> no, no, the one that came with um, like Halo 5. Like you oh, got, I think Nightfall. Halo 5. Halo Nightfall. Oh, yeah. oh that thing sucked. Oh, it was bad? I've never seen it. It was so boring. <laughs> well... I mean, I'm going to be honest with you, that probably sounds like a major problem with something that's supposed to be entertaining. <laughs> and the worst part about it was I had to watch it to unlock a skull in Halo 2 Anniversary. <laughs> yeah, I remember there being some... Uh... <laughs> there was in-game content? Yeah, there was a skull that was tied to Halo Nightfall, and I think I never actually unlocked it because I started watching it, and I was like, this is shit, and I turned it off, and it never procced. Oh my lord, that's diabolical. And the worst part is, is you had to pay to access that as well, so you're paying to access it, so you could turn it off before you could access the skull. Oh, really? I think, oh, no, because when you bought Halo 5, it came with a, a, a code from memory. No, not my copies of Halo 5. Did you buy it day one? No, I didn't buy it day one. I yeah, just I love that idea. I love the idea of effectively forcing people to uh, get involved with shitty media just for the sake of getting in-game stuff. It's like, if I ever release a game, swear to God, there's going to be a there's going to be an achievement in there that effectively gets unlocked from having to watch like, you know, the entire last couple of seasons of Dexter. <laughs> like, <laughs> or you get an achievement for enjoying the finale to How I Met Your Mother. <laughs> No there we go. <laughs> EA, if you're listening, this is the next evil plot. Right? <laughs> Forget microtransactions. This is what's going to drive the kids yeah, this, this is another surprise mechanic. <laughs> I don't think it was Halo 5. I think, wasn't it Master Chief Collection that had the TV show? Yeah, was, yeah Halo Nightfall was, was Master anyway. Chief Collection because what they did was they, in, they added a cutscene at the beginning of Halo 2 that was a Halo 5 cutscene and they used it to tie into Halo 5 and it made no sense. Ah, right. All right, we'll, we'll move into some off-topic. Just close, the, close it off, wrap it up. Bass um, bands. Anyone been watching anything sort of cool? Listening to anything cool? Well, I finally talking? watched Avengers Infinity War. Oh, yeah? How, how does it feel to be uh, watching films from 2017? It's good. I'm using my free trial <laughs> of Stan, so I'm not paying for it. <laughs> hey, I'm using my free trial for Stan as well. Um, I was it, the first one to use my free trial of Stan. I wasn't really. I don't, I don't have Stan. In Sorry. Stan's defense, that is a pretty reasonable thing. So obviously, um, the big thing and the reason I haven't been on many of the uh, podcasts as of late is that I've actually been quite ill recently. I've uh, managed to go through every single variation of some form of chest-related illness, whether it's a cough or a chest infection, or my favorite one was definitely pleurisy. That was a good time. But um, it means that during this time of being very ill, I've effectively exhausted my uh, Netflix backlog, and that's why I've now got my stand backlog. So, uh, boys, question to you guys, if you if you are purveyors of the Netflix persuasion, 
Have you guys watched the, the uh, collection of short films? <laughs> I was going to say uh, Love, Death and Robots. No. I have no. heard good things about that, but Not even heard Love, of. Death so, and Robots all scare me, so... Well, maybe you guys will be a lot more interested if I point out that um, it's it's very good. It's it's a, if you've ever seen like the Animatrix back in the day, it's sort of a series of short films done by different people with sort of a very, very ta- tangential relationship. But um, after watching them all, I can safely say that the series should be called Love, Death, Robots, and the Occasional Penis. You got me sold. <laughs> right then and there, because I I watched all of them, and I think there's like there's about twelve or thirteen episodes, and they all sort of deal with different themes, and they're all very very cool, but. God damn! I saw a lot of wieners, quite a few. <laughs> are you I saw sure hand-drawn wieners. I saw three D animated wieners. Yeah, are you sure you didn't just watch Game of Thrones? Love the wieners. There's a lot, lot less robots in Game of Thrones. I mean, yeah, the wiener count's probably still there, but just you know, a lot more wieners <laughs> in Love, Death, and Robots and Robots. <laughs> Robot wieners. Yeah, so I mean, it's, it's good time. Like each episode only goes for about ten or fifteen minutes, so it's All a good. Right, yeah. It's a good. I've got nothing better to do. Let's let's check something out, kind of thing. Plus. Like I said, occasional wiener. So that that's a surprise right. mechanic too. <laughs> if you've watched, sorry, if you've exhausted your backlog for for Netflix, what's one or two TV shows not robot wieners that you've seen and recommend? Uh seen and recommend based off what I've been watching. So uh, a lot of it was catching up. Obviously, finished off Brooklyn Nine Nine, but I'll be honest, oh, when yeah. it comes to me smashing through Netflix, it wasn't so much me watching TV shows. It was more movies that I had not seen. Yeah, I watched all three Taken films. I'd never seen oh. them before, and I watched all three of them. And you sure, just... that's what like that's not what made you sick. <laughs> it's too, too much Liam Neeson. Also, I... Brooklyn Nine Nine sucks, by the way. Rough, rough, rough. Hey, uh, Ash, do we want to start our own podcast without Crush? Zach? Yeah, let's go. Let's start the Nine. I cast, really wish you. Kieran was here for this because he would have loved that. He would. Kieran, if you're it. out there, he, he would have thrown you out as well. It would have just become me, Ash, and Kieran finishing the podcast. It's not funny at all. Nine Nine. Um, there are no. there are there's the occasional episode which is humorous. I, I think you're just trying to be edgy, man. No, I'm not. Oh yeah, right, right. Mr. Anthem, four out of ten. <laughs> Excuse me, four point five. Right, Mr. Oh, this game dropped from sixty frames a second to fifty-eight. Oh man, I got to write that in my review. Exactly. <laughs> this is why I don't do those kind of reviews because I just can't be trusted. <laughs> um, uh, besides no, ragging on Brooklyn Nine-Nine, the Taken films, Taken One, Two, and Three, is the most perfect. Like you can plot a perfect course that shows the downfall of the quality between each movie and it's just a perfect line trending downwards. <laughs> and, I mean, I, I was hooked. I was hooked to just how stupid they are because, like, it's just absurd. Like, I think it's in the second film where he's just like, he tells his daughter, it's it's Liam Neeson's where, you know, he's talking like this and he's supposed to be slightly Scottish but mostly very American. And I'm he's like, man. Yeah, he's like, honey, take the grenade. Right, pull the pin, count to four. Throw it somewhere it won't hurt people. And I'm like, Liam, you tell the don't hurt people thing first before she's armed the grenades. Come on, dude. I would love and then to he uses... see a cut of that which is, don't hurt, boom. <laughs> and then, yeah, he, he, he basically uses the explosion of the grenade to get an idea of where he is in the city by listening to where the explosion comes from. I'm like, surely there's better ways than blowing up random stuff. But that was the thing. I was, at that point, I was into it. I was deep into it. And then I caught up on my John Wick backlog. John Wick 1 and 2. Oh, let's talk about Isn't that effectively the same thing? How have you not seen John Wick? 
me. I, I saw the first one. I saw the first one out of... It was one of those films that missed my radar entirely. I had no idea what it was. And then a friend of mine was like, have you seen John Wick? And I was like, seen what? And he's like, oh, I know what we're doing for the next couple of hours. You know, Zach, Strap I still in, haven't kid. watched John Wick. That's actually a horrible offense. The uh, main you know reason what, I didn't okay. rush to watch I've... the second one is because I knew they were making a third. And I was like, how about I just hold off and watch They're all of them together? Third. I'm, I'm happy. The whole point. I'm happy to be fired because you said Brooklyn Nine Nine is shit. Yeah. If you say John Wick sucks, you uh, you're fired like on the spot. <laughs> <laughs> you can't fire me. I quit. Okay, John Wick blows. <laughs> oh, John Wick would kick Peralta's ass. <laughs> I probably would. I think John Wick would kick fucking Thanos' ass. It's just something you can't avoid. Or, or you... How can you think John Wick sucks? Okay, this this needs a whole. You know, I, like I, no, own... I never said John Wick sucks. I said he blows. You said you see blows. Yeah, so you said I couldn't blows. say he sucks. <laughs> you gotta be specific, man. <laughs> Don't worry, I hate me too. Well, there we go, ladies um, and gentlemen. This is the end of the World Play DLC podcast. <laughs> we are now going to be joining a different group of people and we'll be uh, effectively just watching Brooklyn Nine Nine and quoting it. What did you think of John Wick 2? I really, really liked it. I actually, after seeing how good John Wick 1 was, I was afraid that serializing it was going to completely dilute it, but no, I was into it. I, I like you, that they, they care about the character. Do you prefer 2 or 1? I to... think in a vacuum like if it was desert island time i'd probably just take john wick one just because yeah. it's i'm a i'm a number two fan oh you're a big fan of number two i know with all the yeah, photos you big, sent me big Zach, into I, the tell. I am i think i just prefer the father character from the first film when he's telling his son like you have no idea what you've done i can't protect you you've you've screwed up big time kid i'm sorry i'm so sorry <laughs> my beautiful beautiful boy because <laughs> like, he says like what do you what, what do you mean dad he's like no nah, man you screwed up I like the scene uh, in Jobbit 2, like the scene at the, at the very start when he's just like, uh, you know, uh, oh, what does he say? Like, uh, he killed his dog or something and it's over a car or something like, yeah, I can't remember the quote. So that, that's a terrible, <laughs> terrible throwback there. You know the what? After hearing that, I'm glad I haven't watched it. <laughs> <laughs> at least you haven't watched the uh, the Zach Jackson edition. <laughs> no, it, it was it was just like oh you know the boogeyman he's he's here to and and they're like kind of whining. He's like oh because we killed his dog or we took his car or something. We did both. Anyway, both. They did both. Spoiler alert, by the way. Too, sorry. Too, sorry. If you haven't seen late. John Wick at this point, dear listener, then it's your own fault. All right. Uh, all right, well... Next podcast, Jordan, you, we're spoiling have Endgame, have you all right? watched anything? Also, probably, while while I'm on a roll of Brooklyn Nine-Nine sucks, but superhero <laughs> films also suck. What up? Yeah, they do. What up? I, I was more just catching up on the whole MCU because some friends want to go no. watch the, the new Spider-Man film when it comes out, and I was like, you know, oh, I should at least, you know... Nah, forget about MCU. It. What people need to be watching and getting up to date, which if you have your free month of Stan... All three Toy Story films are on there. Yes. You can watch them back to back like I did. And much like you can see a perfect downward trend in quality between Taken 1, 2, and 3, with Toy Story 1, 2, and 3, you see this great upward trend of just yeah. technical prowess, storytelling, character development. Love it. It was a great time. I enjoyed it. Uh, I told my wife I was watching it with my uh, daughter, but I was lying. But yeah, the, the other thing that I've been watching, just because I saw it and I was like, I feel like watching this again, is Community. Oh, yeah. And... Eh, yeah. Do you, do you like anything funny, Zach? No, no. Community's quite cool. I've seen, I have seen it all, but it does. It's sort of after the first couple of seasons. I, I know sort of... after season three, yeah. I think it was. After that, uh, there was a season where Dan Harmon was gone, so it kind of receded. Yeah. But um, 
Annie is a babe. She's like a total babe. Yeah. She rocks my world. Nah, man. FYI. Freaking Sorry, Pierce. Anna. Pierce. Who? Pierce. Who's that? The old oh, guy. Pierce. <laughs> oh, they said Pierre, and I was like, who the fuck is Pierre? <laughs> um, actually, one show, so I've, I've watched... Uh, one show that Zach enjoys. All right, I've watched. I started watching a show called Black Spot on Netflix. It's oh. a it's a Belgian French show. Um, you just love European kind, media, seems... don't you? What's that? You just love European media, don't you? I do love foreign like TV shows and stuff. It's actually true. Too much SBS I'm, I'm as a, a kid. No, I didn't. Actually, I didn't really. I didn't really watch TV as a kid. In fact, I don't. I only time I ever really watch TV is when I'm watching sport. Anyway, it seems quite cool. It's just about like a little small town in France somewhere and it's a higher normal uh, higher murder rate than normal so that's I've, I've only seen the first ep so it's post Brexit so far what? <laughs> <laughs> so far <laughs> so far so good and that's about all that I have watched I think 50 yes cool alright well we might wrap up there because we're starting to go on a fair bit it's a it's a, it's a it's a ninety minute cast at the moment. All right, thank you for joining us. Uh, if you want to check out all the content that I generate, because no one else here generates content, sorry about that. I do. No, art, you do. Right? I do is, artwork is, sometimes. Is, I'm just is the I'm podcast just, uh, not content. No, yeah. If you want to check out all the <laughs> ripping content that Wellplay produces, go to www.well-play.com.au. Check out all the sweet content, and we'll. See you next week on the Well Played DLC podcast. Yeah, get amongst it.